I'm Marcia. Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Psalms 26-7 That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. How many times do we say thank you, Lord? Thank you for protecting me, allowing me to make it through the day and make it back home safely that evening. Those little things that occur throughout the day that bring us joy, do we thank him for that? Those great accomplishments we make or those things that we have, do we say, I did all that? God will place blessings in your life to the point that you will look at what you have and give yourself credit for obtaining it. You may work hard to build it, make it, or accomplish it, but do you consider who blessed you with the skill, the intellect, or the drive to achieve what you have before you? Some folks might say, well, I know I did all this because I don't believe in God. And why would a God bless me when I don't believe in him? Let's talk about an encounter of a God kind. I want to discuss King Nebuchadnezzar and his vast kingdom. I'm going to paraphrase for just a little bit. King Jehoiakim was a 25-year-old king who ruled Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of God, and God raised up many against him. King Nebuchadnezzar was one of those that came against him and conquered him. And that can be found in 2 Chronicles 36, 5-7. through 7. King Nebuchadnezzar conquered the king of Judah and took golden vessels from the temple of King Solomon that he built. He took treasures from the king's house. He took many slaves, some which were of nobility. And that story can be told in 2 Kings 24, 1 and 2 and 2 Kings 24, 13. In the book of Daniel, starting with chapter 2, 1 through 9, King Nebuchadnezzar had a disturbing dream. He called on his enchanters, his astrologers, magicians, and sorcerers to interpret that dream. They wanted the king to tell them what the dream was, and then they would tell him what it meant. The king had already warned them that if they did not tell with accuracy what his dream was, he would kill them. See, he told them he would not tell them what the dream was because he didn't want them to congregate together and come up with a lie just to appease him. They needed to tell him what he dreamed first. Then he would know that they were able to interpret it. 
in Daniel 2.10 through 13, it reads, The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such a thing at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king require. And there is none other that can show it before the king, except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious, and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Daniel and his friends had met the king previously to this, and he saw the wisdom on them. But interestingly enough, he didn't think once to ask one of them about interpreting his dream. If we look back in Daniel chapter 1, verse 17 through 20, it tells us, As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all, in all visions and dreams. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood thee, therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. Daniel asked the king's guard, whose name was Arioch, what was the king's reason for wanting all of them to be killed. And Arioch told him. Daniel told the king that if he would allow him time, he would interpret the dream for him. Daniel chapter 2, 17 through 19 reads, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. This is Daniel's prayer of thanksgiving to God. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20 to 23. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him.
I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. And Daniel 2.24 Therefore Daniel went unto Arioch, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. Remember in Daniel 2.10, the Chaldean told the king there was not a man on earth who could interpret the king's dream. The king asked Daniel if he could tell him what the dream was and give the interpretation. And Daniel in chapter 2, 27 through 28, tells the king this. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot be... I'm going to paraphrase while I give just a brief history. King Jehoiakim was a 25-year-old king who ruled in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of God, and God raised up many against him. King Nebuchadnezzar was one of those who came and conquered him. And that can be found in 2 Chronicles 36, 5-7. King Nebuchadnezzar conquered the king of Judah, who is Jehoiakim, and took golden vessels from the temple that Solomon built. He took treasures from the king's house, and he took many slaves. Some were of nobility. This can be found in 2 Kings 24, 1 and 2, and 2 Kings 24, 13. In the book of Daniel, in chapter 2, 1 through 9, it tells us King Nebuchadnezzar had a disturbing dream, and he called on his enchanters, astrologers, magicians, and sorcerers to interpret his dream. They wanted the king to tell them what the dream was, then they would tell him what the dream meant. The king had already warned them that if they did not tell with accuracy what his dream was, he would kill them. He told them he would not tell them what the dream was because they would tell him a lie. They needed to reveal what the dream was first, then he would know they could interpret it. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 10 through 13, it reads, The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that ask such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king requires, and there is none other that can show it before the king, except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this cause 
The king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. And they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Daniel and his three friends had met the king and he saw the wisdom on them, but he didn't once think to ask for interpretation from them. If we look back in Daniel chapter 1, 17 through 20, it tells us of this previous meeting. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians, astrologers that were in all of his realm. Daniel asked the king's guard, Arioch, what was the king's reason for wanting all of them to be killed, and Arioch told him. Daniel told the king that if he would allow him time, he would interpret the dream for him. Daniel 2, 17 through 19 reads, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his friends should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. This is Daniel's prayer of thanksgiving to God. Daniel 2.20-23 Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changed the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Daniel 2.24 Therefore Daniel went in unto Arioch, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will shew unto him the interpretation. Remember in Daniel 2.10, the Chaldeans told the king that there was not a man on earth who could interpret the king's dream. The king asked Daniel if he could tell him what the dream was and give interpretation. 
And in Daniel 2.27.28, Daniel tells the king this, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Before Daniel continues, he lets it be known that his ability to interpret that dream is not because he's greater than any other man. He remains humble through this experience. And I want to draw your attention to what he says and I'm reading it from the Life Application Bible, Daniel 2.30. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than other living men, but so that you, O King, may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Daniel tells the king his dream reveals the kingdom that God has placed in his hand. Daniel 2:37 through 38 Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the king of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power and strength and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beast of the field and the fowl of the air hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So we're going to move forward a few chapters where the king has another dream that is also interpreted by Daniel. This dream is not as favorable as the first one. And the tree that the king saw in his dream that was cut down to a stump represent the king and what will happen to him. Even though King Nebuchadnezzar was told early on by Daniel in that first dream interpretation that his vast kingdom was given to him by God, this king allowed pride to rule his heart. Daniel 4:29 through 31. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spoke and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power? and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. He lost his mind. The king was driven from the men and lived out in the field. He was among the grass and the cattle. Dew fell upon him. His hair grew long, his fingernails 
grew like claws, and he ate that grass like the animals did. And he remained in that state until the allotted time that God had given him would pass. And it says in Daniel 4, 34 and 36, and I'm reading that from the Life Application Version. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the people of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, because everything he does is right, and all his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. In conclusion, the beginning of this message deals with the events between the king and his magicians, astrologers, enchanters, and sorcerers. These were his wise men that he consulted when he sought an answer from the pagan gods that he believed in. The king's men could not accomplish what Daniel, having received spiritual gifts from God, could achieve. Daniel let it be known to the king that this wisdom and ability to interpret his dream did not come from him, Daniel, but from God. Daniel told the king what his dream was and what it meant. Though the king was told about this, he still wasn't swayed from his pagan beliefs, and he didn't grasp the humble spirit of Daniel and how Daniel took no credit for the knowledge or ability to interpret dreams and gave that credit to God. In the king's arrogance, he looked over his kingdom and bragged to himself that all he had was by his might, his power, and his majesty. Daniel told all he possessed was because God gave it to him. When you read the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and the events that took place surrounding both Daniel and his three friends, you will see God's miraculous hand at work. God not only dealt with Nebuchadnezzar personally with his pride issue, but he revealed miraculous power to him when Daniel's three friends were thrown in the fire in the furnace for not bowing down to King Nebuchadnezzar's pagan gods, or when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den and came out the next day alive and unharmed. The king had numerous encounters with God, but this encounter with this dream showed Nebuchadnezzar who God was, and through the hardship of the king's own making because of his pride, he finally come to the realization of the power of the Almighty God and what it meant to be humbled by God. He humbled himself and acknowledged the blessings God gave him 
and he learned to honor and glorify God, giving him all the credit. How many encounters of a God kind have we had? How grateful are we to the Almighty? Nebuchadnezzar was a pagan who did not know God. When God shows his hands in your life, he will humble you and you will have no doubt about who he is. In closing prayer, thank you, Lord, for all that you do behind the scenes that we are not aware of. Thank you for the blessings that touch our lives and situations. Blessings from you have no evil agenda connected to them. I pray we remain humble and look to each day with something to be thankful for. I pray we give you all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.